Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know what that music means. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, aka Five Minute Major, and welcome to season three of HV Pucks. I'm proud to say this is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. What separates me from the mainstream is that you do not need a newspaper or cable TV subscription to access my content. It is available for free on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. HV Pucks is underwritten by the healthcare law firm of Einiger and Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, to promote youth sports and various health initiatives in our local communities. And before we drop the puck on this week's episode, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. This is Christian Morfitt and you're listening to HV Pucks, available for free on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Now back to the show. You know, one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. This week's In the Box segment is sponsored by the Ice Hutch, located at 655 Garden Avenue in Mount Vernon, New York. Founded in 1997, the Ice Hutch serves the skating community all year round by offering lessons for all levels, weekly public skating, figure skating, and hockey sessions. The Ice Hutch also features hockey leagues in the spring and fall each year for players seeking a highly competitive experience. Give them a call today at 914-699-6787 or check them out online anytime at www.icehutch.com. And by now, you know that one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. I recently chatted with Tim Cook. Tim is the head coach of the Salmon River Shamrocks. Uh, He's been in place there since 2008 as the head coach. He was an assistant coach from 2002 to 2008 prior to that. He won a New York State Championship as an assistant coach in 2002, and he also won a New York State Championship as a player in 1992. He has a tremendous perspective for the game, and I really enjoyed talking with him. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Tim Cook. Uh, Tim is the head coach of the Salmon River Shamrocks out of Section 10, uh, Division Two team. They are five-time uh, state champs, including back-to-back in 2001-2002. Um, and uh, Tim was actually a player on the 92 squad that won it all, and he was an assistant coach on the 2002 squad. He was an assistant from 2002 to 2008, and from 2008 till today, he's been running the show. Tim, thanks so much for taking the time out to chat with me. How's it going? Good. How are you today, Travis? I'm doing real well, real well. I know the Giants are on tonight, and um, I know <laughs> well, I'm a 49ers fan. Uh, I don't want to say that too loud. But, yikes. All right. Um, the Niners. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for the Giants, obviously, from our meetings over the years. Of course. 
Um, so you got the game, and I know you got some grades you got to do with the end of the quarter coming up. So I do appreciate you taking some time. So can you describe your team in five words or less? Hmm. Um, uh, I would say, one, we're, we're veteran. Okay. We're a veteran team at this point. Um, two, I think this is the beginning of, I, I guess I'd call it the beginning because we've uh, rebuilt our hockey program, uh, minor hockey wise up here. And, uh, we're seeing the evolution of that. Nice. And I'd say we're fast. I'd say we're big. Good. And we're skilled. So I, I love it. Five. Those, those are all perfect adjectives. I like the fact that you've got a feeder system. We actually just lost a program down here. Uh, oh, no. Somers North Salem. Yeah. They only had 14 skaters and, uh, they folded. And they were a co-op too, which is crazy. Um, I feel so bad for those 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 players, especially the seniors. Coach, it's hard. It's hard because when you, <clears throat> you put those programs together, a lot of times you're just grabbing a guy here, grabbing a guy there. And really, when you do mergers, the ultimate goal is two schools. You're both going to leave it at some point, and you're both going to have programs. But I I think that's kind of changed over the years and how they they do that. Yeah, and I know in in Connecticut, which you know neighbors us, you know at least down here in my part of New York State, they have these crazy co-op rules where they want to try to avoid teams purposely merging to create super teams. So you can only sure. be a co-op for so long, and then you have yes. to have two separate programs. Which I think there's some merit to that. Um, you, you described your team, certainly. Um, what excites you most about this club? Uh, we have really been putting this group together. Our seniors are the group that really started the rebuild in our minor hockey program, and uh, we've had some very successful kids. Um, I had a real good senior class last year. Actually, I had six players that left last year at the end of the year, and now, you know, we've got – you know, we, we do this drill at the end of uh, our practice – excuse me, it's a skating drill and in it the kids divide into their classes and we do the skating that we have to do and it's a competition drill and just seeing the kind of level, the level nature of the classes now, you know, the seniors, it's a group of, I think we have six to eight seniors and I I think our juniors, you know, it's a similar number and our sophomores is a similar number and our, you know, freshmen and uh, eighth grader are a similar number and so we have we've just got a level group of kids coming in now and practices are fun just because they're very skilled and, and the, the level is nice. You can do a lot of practices. So I think that's the biggest thing that excites me is we've got a lot of high expectations. I think last year uh, we ended up, we were the, the highest ranked team in the, the my hockey rankings in the state. Love it. Division two. That's great. And then uh, at the time we lost, we were actually number one in the sports writers poll as well. And you know, whatever those are good for, but, I think our play is at the point now where we've evolved into we have a lot of big things on the table and we hope we're, we're ready to go. That sounds good. Um, any surprises this season, Coach, in terms of players that maybe came up from your modified program or your JV program or anybody that really just maybe stepped up, you know, worked with out us, over the summer and, you know, impressed you with their skills? With us, we've done – we – we have it a little different up here. Like you guys will have a modified program or JV program with us. What I have to do is keep a bigger roster so I can bring in some of these kids that are eighth, ninth and 10th graders. And I have to make sure that, you know, these guys are getting into the, the rhythm and the, the, the patterns that we have, the, the established practices so that 
they're ready to go the next year because you know minor hockey is is an awesome builder for everybody but you know depending on where you are you don't always get the same thing it all varies on whether who your your players are uh who the coach is so there's a lot of different variables that go into that and realistically you you've got to bring them in you show them how you do things you get them used to what you're doing and then you build from there and uh, that's a little different because I can't just send the JV team out to play, uh, you know, a tournament in the weekend or, or some games. And so surprise-wise, I don't know about surprises, but the thing that always gets me is when we come back to see how much bigger the kids that I had on the team a year ago are, how right. much stronger they are, how right. much harder the shot is. Um, I've got a kid that's been with us since eighth grade, Cameron Karche. He's a uh, He's lightning quick uh, this year. He looks real. He, he's very tall. He's he's fast. He's got a hard shot. Um, Tim Cook did a lot of work with his stride, especially in the offseason. Did a lot of training. Nice. Um, we've got a defenseman. We've got a lot of defensemen, actually. We've got, you know, five, six defensemen deep, depending on where we're going to use them, because a lot of them are versatile and they can go up front if we need it. So, We've got a lot of things that I'm really excited about and kind of surprised when you come back and you're like, wow, I forgot we were at that level. So hopefully all good things this year coming in and, um, yeah, hopefully we can turn it into something. Now it sounds like the, the Shamrocks are definitely primed to, uh, to make a run here. Um, and you mentioned some of the names. So are there any other players to watch on your squad? I know you mentioned a couple of kids in your last answer. Uh, well, Dylan Spinner was all state first last year. First team all Northern. Okay. And uh, he's a standout defenseman. He's very good. Um, Caden Connors is a senior. He's a, he's a center. He got 11 or 12 goals last year. He's a kid that's going to stand out for us, I think. Uh, Jalen Cook's a defenseman. He's sure-handed, and he's fun to watch because everything he does has, like, a, a rhythm to it. Nice. Um, my goaltenders, I have two seniors, uh, John Jacobs and uh, Preston Hemlock. Um, we've got you know, a lot of depth from there. And we've got definitely some, some guys, you know, everybody kind of looks, we've got some size, we've got some speed, we've got some shooting, but you know, we're looking forward to all those guys for sure. Um, you know, we've got some rule changes coming, Tim, you and I texted about this a little bit. I just like to ask you in your opinion, two minute penalties, what type of impact do you think that's going to have not just on your squad, but just on teams in general? In my opinion, it's about time that we went to these things because, I mean, the kids are mostly playing USA hockey. And in USA hockey, with the midget level, you're at 17 minutes, two-minute penalties, five-minute majors, 10-minute misconducts. Um, So we've kind of switched and we've jumped in with uh, the National Federation rules. Uh, In Canada, if any of the kids are playing like a junior team or whatnot, they're going 20 minutes and you know it's it's big boy hockey is what i would call it because with a minute and a half you could take one set of penalty killers throw them out there and they could get you through the minute and a half two minutes two minutes you're stretching three i mean you really it's kind of a a mid-level where you really have to use at least a couple groups if not three and then with power plays i think power plays and games will become more important as well uh you can't just run out and take penalties and not pay for it. So I, I'm a big fan of the two-minute penalties. Nice. And I think it's going to be a big addition to our game. I also think that the longer periods, the 17 minutes, um, and I don't know if some people agree with this, and that's okay, but my opinion is you're going to have to play some more kids. Right. Sometimes with the high school game, what's <laughs> happened in the past is you'll get a team that, you know, you can play eight to ten kids and you might be able to 
do real well for yourself. Well, throw on that six extra minutes, throw on two minute penalties, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're you're fighting to survive playing that many kids. You really got to develop some more kids, and you know I'm hoping that programs see it that way and treat it that way. So I I think the rules will be a pleasant addition to the game, and I'm looking forward to that this year for sure. You know, I really appreciate your perspective. I uh, I chatted with Ed Witts today. I, I took in his team's practice. He said a lot of the same things you're saying. And I also ran into Mike Schiaparelli and the uh, Marinette Tigers. I checked out their practice and interviewed some of their players and spoke to Schapp. And again, I think a team's depth, I think a team's endurance. And like you said, specialty teams are definitely going to be put to the test. Um, what's the two good programs for that because those guys, you know, with Mamaronek, you're talking about, you know, they have a modified team, they have a JV team. He's usually got four lines of guys. Um, solid goaltending with uh, Eddie Witts with Pelham. And he's always got something going on there. So, I mean, yep. he, he was uh, traveling that rough schedule the last few years and going around the state and playing everybody. And he'd show up, play four lines against you every single time. So, right. he, you know, those guys are doing it the right way. And I think the 17 minutes is going to force a lot of people to do it that way. Nice. And you know what? I'm, I'm checking out Suffering tomorrow. So uh, mm-hmm. that'll be the trifecta for sure. Uh, Coach, sure. biggest game of the season, in your opinion? Well, early for us, it's going to be Augensburg. Okay. Um, well, you know, in game one, like I, our first game of the year is against Norwood on December 1st. And Norwood should have a decent team in our section. And um, the other day, I put a number of dates on the board for the kids. Uh, I think it was five or six important dates. Because we have the type of team where really we really need to start looking at dates and saying, okay, this is one thing we're shooting for. This is one thing we've got to be ready for. And November 1st was that first one. But with Augensburg, Augensburg, I think we play them on the 5th of, uh, of December. And they're the team that knocked us out last year. And, and it was, I wouldn't really call it an upset. I think any of the three of us, that would be us, Augensburg and St. Lawrence Central, any of the three of us could have won the section. Right, and uh, they were fortunate enough. They made a nice run. They got out and they played. Uh, I think it was Auburn in the in the regional game. But that's how our league was last year. Um, they had a, a great offensive team. Um, we were a little more defensive, but we could score. And St. Lawrence was, you know, they won for a lot of years, and they really they didn't understand how to lose. They they knew how to win. So, but this year, uh, St. Lawrence is a little younger. Augensburg. I mean, we'll see what they have. I know they still have uh, Jackson Triano, who's very good for them. And they had the ball kid who got hot in the net at the end of the year, pulled them through the sectional playoffs. And so I think with them, when we play them on the fifth, that's going to be a big game for us because every time I ever go against Augensburg, I've coached against uh, Wolfie, John Frederick. They, they do well against us. I mean, he's always competitive no matter what he has. So for us, that's going to be a big key game for us right off the bat where we have to go in and do well. And uh, another big game for us in the season is always Messina. And mm-hmm. a lot of our people will tell you that when we play Messina, you know, the paychecks are on the line. And uh, we're hoping to pull that game out this year. Um, our tournaments, we host the Christmas tournament. Uh, Augensburg's in it, Williamsville East and Queensbury. And uh, we also host another tournament later in the year. Uh, we host Plattsburgh, Clarence, and Nord Norfolk. So, we always play a good non-league schedule, but I would say the Augensburg game sticks out because I, I see them as the team that we really think we got to get by if we're going to be the team to beat that we hope we are. Nice. Um, you know, you touched on some of the other teams in your section. So can we jump ahead to the state of hockey in section sure. 10, Coach? Can you elaborate a little bit more on you know, some of the other clubs? 
I think with St. Lawrence Central, St. Lawrence Central has kind of been the king of Division Two for a few years. Um, they had a very good run with their minor hockey program. And I think actually our people at, at Salmon River, but actually it's called North Franklin, North Franklin Shamrocks, um, we kind of modeled a lot of what we did with our program on kind of how they did things, how they they rebuilt their program. Um, both of us have won, you know, uh, state championships at the tier three level, which is obviously the, the community level of minor hockey and in, in New York state. And so they, for a while were the team and now they're getting to the point where they're rebuilding a little bit. They're a little bit younger. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now the power is going to kind of be handed off to somebody else. And we're hoping it's us. Um, Augensburg, like I said, made a run, uh, out of the section last year and they had, uh, Jared Barr, who was very good for them. He was a very good senior. They also had, um, Isaac Testani, who was a very high level scorer for them. I think he was an all state player. If he wasn't, he was an honorable mention. And, uh, he's actually going to play juniors this year over in Cornwall, um, to my knowledge. And then, uh, you've got Norwood, who's got, I think, a veteran team. They've got uh, a goaltender that played a lot last year, and they've got a line of juniors and a kid that's a senior that's uh, pretty good. So I think they're going to be in the mix. And then uh, you've got Thousand Islands, who for all of us every year in our section is always kind of the wild card because they're probably the furthest distance from us. They're about two hours from Salmon River. Wow. And with them, with them, we see them in minor hockey, and I know they've had some good minor hockey teams. We've squared off with them over the last few years to do the things that we've done. So I know they'll have some kids as well. And I think Franklin Academy's rebuilding a little bit, which is Malone. Right. And, uh, but he's got a lot of young guys. He's got like ninth graders and he's got a ton of them. So he's, um, you know, the thing with our league is over the last five, 10 years, I feel our league has done a better job of going out and getting teams out of section and getting quality teams. But also if you're not at the high level, they've gone out and gotten middle level teams so that everybody's kind of getting out and seeing the world and, and playing people and if you went back 15 20 years ago i don't think the teams in our section were all doing that so hmm. our league and i say this to people a lot uh you look at us st lawrence and augensburg i think we beat each other up pretty good last year and when we come out of the section it's it takes a lot to get out of section 10 it's always been said the toughest game to win and this is you mentioned the state championships the the toughest game to win every year for salmon river is always that section 10 final because Everybody gets up for it. We yep. played at Chio, which is at Clarkson, hmm. and it's not easy. It's a it's a big crowd. It's a great environment. It's hot in there. So, um, yeah, I, I think our league. I don't, I don't know if we'll be as strong as we were last year or the year before because I think we've had a a couple of pretty good years. Um, I'm hoping that we are at the level or better than we've been the last couple of years and better than some of the teams that have come out of our league the last couple of years. But it'll all We'll all wait to be seeing what that what happens there. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that you told me that Thousand Island is two hours from you and you're in the same section. <laughs> well, you get out of New York City. I mean, I know, for you guys, I, two I, hours I, might be just bad traffic. One I day, know, but, exactly. Um, it took me almost two hours to get from Nanuet to um, Mount Vernon last night. That might not mean much to you, but I know the folks down here will know what I'm talking about. But that's pretty that's pretty wild. Sure. Um, well, for those guys, they are combined. It's a combined merger between, I think, Thousand Islands and Alex Bay, and there might be another team or two. But with them, 
they're actually playing in our section because if you look at them, what hockey wise, they're actually they've got to travel quite a good distance just to get into the section three teams, which is actually their home section. Okay. So I, I think it's only in the sport of hockey that they play in section ten. Interesting. And you know, they get Augensburg, who's a little closer, and they get Norwood, who's a little closer to them, and um, so there's there's some matchups there where it's not as much travel for them, and it's. You know, for them to get to Potsdam and for them to get to Canton, who are Division One teams for us, you know, you're talking an hour, maybe a little over an hour. Um, and, you know, us, Messina, Malone, maybe St. Lawrence are a little bit more of a stretch for them, but still it works for them more than playing in Section 3, I guess. Coach, you talked a lot about the players that are on your team and some of the characteristics and qualities that they that they hold. What do you look for in a hockey player specifically? I tell this to the kids that try out. We just had uh, 43 kids that tried out, and uh, we've been, you know, working on finalizing the roster and things like that. I tell the kids in the meeting is they have to understand because we, we usually play in front of a big crowd at our place. Um, you got to pick the best team. You got to take the best kids. And um, you know uh, what I would say is, if you look at minor hockey, you got to have some kids that are playing kind of at a double A level if you really want to have a good high school team. Um, if you're teaching the kids how to, you know, pass and, and shoot and skate, you know, basics, and uh, you're not getting a high level of that in practice where you're, you're taking it to the next level and adding your systems and doing things like that, you're going to struggle. So I'm looking for smart hockey players. I'm looking for fast hockey players. I'm looking for big, strong ones. Uh, but they got to have skills and they have to have a knowledge of the game and um, you know, little things like, you know, which way should I turn when the puck is near me? Where am I going when I don't have the puck? And uh, the game has changed so much. In the old days, it was a uh, dump and chase. It was physical. Now it's it's fast and everything is 100 miles an hour. It's about four checks. It's about D zone. It's about blocking shots and, and not sliding and, you know, doing the uh, slide into home plate to block shots. It's it's, you know, being in the right places so that shots are just kind of hitting you. Um, it's it's such a different game. It's it's changed a lot within the last 10 years, never mind the last 20 years. And, you know, it's definitely different and a good, though. It's fast. Uh, what makes a successful hockey coach? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think really, you... You kind of live it. That's what it is. And, sure. and I coach, um, I coach boys varsity soccer at our school. We we're fortunate enough this year to get to the section finals. Oh, congrats! Um, this is my second year doing that, and we've got a soccer program that's on the rise. But I think to tell you coming out of that would be the the easiest thing. You you basically live it for months of the year. You live it. That's your life. That's what you do. Um, and I, I was told by um, the gentleman that I worked for before, uh, Bill Plant, that. You got to kind of give up everything to do. And I don't think that's a hundred percent true, but what I do think is that you've got to make that the priority. That's the priority with regards to like, I've got kids that play minor hockey and uh, those people that I run in those circles with know that, you know, if I've, if I'm coaching my younger son, for instance, I'm not going to be there much during varsity season, just because that's what I do. If it right. means we got to have a morning practice, we have a morning practice. If it means I got to have an evening practice, I do it. If we've got to reschedule a game for the varsity, we do it. And I, I think you're you're successful when you're living it. Your program is developing. 
and uh, all of a sudden you look up and you're like, hey, you know, we're, we're pretty good. Um, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just a lot of time, a lot of effort. And you know what? The most important thing, though, really is when it comes down to being a successful coach, you got to have players. You have to have guys that buy into what you say. And at the same time, you know, you're, you're going to get some wins. Cause, and that's if you're looking wins as being a successful coach. But I, I think that's definitely a part of it. And you're hoping to build your program so that you're at that level. So. Hmm. That's a that's a wonderful wonderful answer. Um, biggest challenge you face as a coach, and then we'll then we'll move off the coaching piece. But what's one of the biggest challenge you face, coach? Um, boy, I think the the fact that the kids go to school, the fact that the kids do. I mean, you spend probably three hours a day with them. You you try to spend more if you can because I think that that helps with your program and. Any way you can keep the kids around uh, more than that, you do it if possible, or at least thinking about what you're doing, that helps. But it's the time that's outside of when you get them. Because, and, and I'll tell you, we talked about this earlier a little bit with these mergers, and somebody said this to me. One of the best things about being, because we're a school right now, we do not have mergers. We are straight shot, you know, had 43 kids try out for the high school team. And uh, that's what we have. It's not anybody from any other town. Everybody goes to Salmon River. And that's great because at least they're in the building that I work in. Right. Whereas when you're at a school where you've got kids from six or seven different schools, you don't know if one of those schools is going to call you at the end of the day and say, look, you know, Johnny got into a fist fight at school. He's out five days. He's not playing hockey for a while. And you've got to deal with that. Right. Um, grades. I'd say grades is a big one. We're lucky at our school right now because the culture of our team has turned to one where the kids have good grades. They do what they're supposed to. They have good parents who are pushing good grades, and um, the kids work hard to get them and, and stay eligible and do what they need to do. But that's the biggest challenge as a coach. There's time in the day when you don't have them where weird, crazy things happen, right? and you just hope you make it to 3 o'clock for practice. <laughs> right. I love it. Hey, uh, Three more questions for you, then I'll let you go. Favorite, prof- sure. favorite professional player, past or present? Uh, Wayne Gretzky. Okay. When I was a kid, I'm a, I'm just about, and lifelong's a hard word because you know I was born in '75, but um, for as long as I remember, I, I liked Wayne Gretzky so much so that I've been an LA Kings fan since the 1980s, which until 2012 was just a long right. suffering thing. <laughs> And, um, you know, you'll be surprised what a couple of Stanley Cups will do to your your focus on the game. But the thing with him is he just played the game, whether it was off the puck or with the puck, he was so skilled. He was not as big as everybody else. He wasn't as fast as everybody else. His shot wasn't as hard. And he still was probably the greatest player of all time. And, hmm. I mean, you look at the players today and they're just so much bigger and stronger and faster. And, you know, they're six foot four and six foot five and six foot six guys that are playing now at a high level. And uh, he came before that and he revolutionized the game where they changed the game for him. Uh, they put in different rules, you know, to, to kind of slow that down. I mean, he had 215 points in a season. I mean, unreal 82 games. It's ridiculous. And he was that good. So he, when anybody asked me that, he's definitely my favorite player, but now presently I'd say, um, I like Andre Kopitar, who's a, a king. He's sure. a, a big, strong, defensive-minded, but very good offensive-minded center. And um, 
you know, any of the triumph that, that, uh, that, what is it? Quad, quad tuplets or whatever of, uh, him and Dustin Brown and Drew Doughty and, yep. uh, Jonathan Quick that has been the latest resurgence for the Kings. Those are my, my favorite guys for sure. You know, being a Kings fan, you're in for some tough sledding though, cause Quick is out and now Jack Campbell's out. So, but you know, if you look at the last three, four years, Quick has had a bad back, so he's yeah. been in and out anyway. And yeah. they've gotten by with these guys that go in and win games. And, sure. Well, you know, it was Peter, like, uh, Peter, Peter, Peter Budai at one point, like exactly. Yeah, I th- <laughs> but they're going to have to make a move because, you know, you don't have Campbell now. So, yep. Um, and your, you answered this already. Favorite professional team is the Kings. So I know that yes. you've got some grades to work on. So I guess I may already know the answer to this question, but if if Tim Cook wasn't a hockey coach, he'd be a fill-in-the-blank. Well, I teach social studies. Nice. I really enjoy that. I teach AP U.S. history. Um, But I I love soccer. Um, I've really gotten back into – I play a lot still, and also I I coach that. But, you know, the one thing in my life that I really – enjoy outside of my family obviously very much is i love golf if, okay. if i could be really really good at golf <laughs> or golf every day yeah all the time i mean that's that's what i would do is what i would say you know tim the nice thing about being in education because i'm in education as well is that at some point we get to hang it up and then you can golf every day so if you yeah. want if you want <laughs> but uh so i've been chatting with tim cook tim um is with the Salmon River Shamrocks. He's the bench boss. He was an assistant from 2002 to 2008. He was a player back in the day, won a championship as a player in 92, won a championship as an assistant in 2002, and took over as head coach in 2008. Uh, they're out of Division Two, Section 10. Tim, thank you so much for taking the time out to chat with me. It sounds like your, your team, your program, is in really good shape, and I look forward to seeing you at 716 in March. Hopefully oh, you're up there. there. You're up there with your players. But if not, sure. you know, I'll certainly see you and we'll we'll chat some more for sure. Sounds great. Hey, listen, this is your boy Trav, and you're listening to HV Pucks. As this episode for Season 3 comes to an end, it's now time for Stick Taps, where we honor, recognize, and acknowledge individual players, coaches, teams, or hockey-related events and charities. This season, Stick Taps will be brought to you each and every week by H4H, a growing car transport and handyman service company in Rockland and Long Island. Howie and Jesse are service-oriented guys known for providing quality service at competitive prices. For rapid, reliable, and relationship-driven car transport and handyman home improvements, call 516-497-1194. Mention the code 5MinuteMajor and receive a $25 discount off your next car transport service or $100 off your next handyman service appointment. 
Stick taps out to the Mamaroneck Youth Hockey Association, the Town of Mamaroneck Recreation Department's House Hockey Program, and Mamaroneck High School's hockey teams as they team up to support the Hockey Fights Cancer Initiative during the month of November. Stick taps out to the Bishop Eustace Ice Hockey Team for dedicating their game versus Christian Brothers Academy to the Coaches versus Cancer South Jersey Initiative. I received word from Michael Green, head coach of Bishop Eustace, that more and more teams will be joining this ever-growing fundraiser. For more information, you can follow Coaches versus Cancer South Jersey at mgreen underscore green. Stick taps out to Tess Brogan. Stacy Whirl, and everyone else at the Hudson Valley Girls High School Ice Hockey League who held their first parent meeting and player skate of its inaugural season on Sunday, November 11th. From what I understand, their season is set to begin in December. And for more information, you can follow their official Twitter account at HVGHSIH. Stick taps out to the Madison Dodgers hockey team for raising funds for their Hockey Fights Cancer game on Saturday, November 24th at Menon Arena. All proceeds were donated to the Goryeb Children's Hospital. Stick taps out to the Brewtown Varsity hockey team for donating food and winter gear to Lifting Up Westchester. Stick taps out to Braden Garofalo, who has raised over $500 for cancer research by selling pucks and puck cancer blankets at local rinks in his area. Stick taps out to the Fox Lane hockey team for organizing a GoFundMe campaign in order to purchase toys and holiday gifts for Neighbors Link, a local nonprofit in Mount Kisco. Stick taps out to the Marist College Red Foxes hockey team for partnering with Kappa Sigma Sorority, Best Buddies, and Autism Speaks to host a Disable the Label game on Saturday, December 1st at the McCann Ice Arena in Poughkeepsie. Stick taps out to Coach Miller of the Penfield hockey team on earning his 100th coaching win with a 10-2 victory over Brighton on Saturday, November 24th. Stick taps out to Justin Schultz, a senior goalie for the White Plains Tigers, who earned his 30th career win on Saturday, November 24th in a 6-4 victory over Stepanak. And if you know of a player, coach, team, or hockey-related event or charity, and would like them to receive uh, stick taps in the future, please tweet me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HVPucks. sounds on this episode of HV Pucks. I want to thank my beautiful wife Marisol and my two daughters Juliana and Kayla for their never-ending support, love, patience, and understanding because our family time takes a hit over the next few months as I embark on another exciting hockey season. I love to interact with my followers and fans and you can always find me on Twitter at TravJack71 and on Instagram at 5 underscore min underscore major. And if you like the music you've heard throughout the show, be sure to check out the new full-length album, Out of Time, by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The new album maintains the same high level of energy as their debut 2015 EP, Broken Walls. 
You can also find them on Twitter at Fracture underscore Band, on Instagram at Fracture Official, Fracture Band Official on Facebook, and www.fractureofficial.com on the web. The 2019 New York State All Hair Team is looking to complete its roster. So tweet me a picture at TravJack71 and use the hashtag New York State Puck Flow to nominate your favorite high school player and or coach. Winners will receive a custom t-shirt. Attention all Section 1 players, coaches, parents, and fans. Peck's Skate Shop is looking for nominees for their Plays of the Month contest. Post your video on Instagram and tag at Peck's Skate Shop and use the hashtag Peck's Plays of the Month to enter. Each month, one winner will be selected to receive a Peck's Skate Shop gift card. I'd also like to give a special thank you to the healthcare law firm of Einiger & Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, for underwriting Season 3 of HV Pucks. Your continued support is greatly appreciated. This is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'll see you at the rink. <laughs>